Have you walked through things in your life where you felt like, I don't see how I'm going to get through this? Times where the burdens were so much. Times where you thought, Lord, if one more thing happens, it's going to crush me. Some of you are sitting here today and you're thinking, that's exactly how I feel right now. And others may be sitting here and thinking back on times where you've been in those areas where you feel so burdened, so weighted down. And whether it's something from the past or something current, one thing's for sure for all of us is we will all face burdens again in the future. All of us walk through seasons like this. There's a scene from The Lord of the Rings, uh, The Return of the King, near the end, that has kind of captures a beautiful kind of image for us. If you know the story, Frodo was tasked with carrying the ring to Mount Doom to throw it in so that it would be destroyed. And Frodo had a companion with him, Sam or Samwise. And there's a scene at the end of The Return of the King where Frodo is burdened beyond what he can bear anymore. Mount Doom is in the close distance, but he can't take another step forward. And he's laying on the ground and Samwise is with him. And Samwise is trying to encourage him with, remem- like with reminders of good things. And he's asking him, do you remember the Shire? And he's asking him about things to eat and like, do you remember the- what this tastes like? And Frodo is so burdened by what is going on. So burdened by the ring and the task and what they've gone through that he can't remember anything good anymore. And in that moment, Samwise tells him, then let's be rid of it once and for all. I can't carry it for you, Mr. Frodo, but I can carry you. And he lifts Frodo on his back and carries him the rest of the way. And I think that captures a beautiful picture for us of what the church is meant to be. In the kindness of God, we have been given a tremendous gift for when we are facing seasons of life like this, where we are so burdened that we don't think we can take another step forward. In the kindness of God, we have been given the church for these seasons. Turn with me to Galatians 6. We're going to continue. We've got today and next week, we're going to kind of continue our series on becoming the community that God calls us to be. And then we'll get into another sermon series next month. But today, we're going to look at the call to be a burden-bearing church or a burden-bearing community. And so our sermon is titled Becoming a Burden-Bearing Church. Galatians 6.2 is the text that we'll look at. I'm going to read it and pray for us and then we'll 
we'll listen to what the Lord has to say for us. Galatians 6, to carry one another's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Carry one another's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the opportunity to gather again for worship. We thank you for your word And the truth that is found in your word. Open our hearts and minds to the truth now. And God, we pray by the power of your Holy Spirit that you will work in us. Work in us individually and work in us corporately as a church to shape us into the kind of people, into the kind of church that you desire us to be for your glory, God. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. So as we work our way through Galatians 6-2, one verse and a short verse, but there is uh, some helpful things for us here about carrying one another's burdens, about what the church is supposed to be like if we're going to be a burden-bearing community, a burden-bearing church for one another. So we're going to look at three different things from this text. The first is this, carrying one another's burdens is a job for the whole church. Carrying one another's burdens is a job for the whole church. It's not a job just for the pastor or elders. They certainly should be in this role. Uh, It's not just a job for ministry leaders or deacons. It's a job for all of us. Every one of us needs to be in the business of carrying one another's burdens. So Galatians 6.2 again. I'm just going to read the first half of it. We'll get to the second half in a little bit. Carry one another's burdens. The instruction from Paul to the Galatians here is you, Galatians, you, the church, are to carry one another's burdens. And it's important that we remember He's writing to the church. He's not writing to a specific individual. The expectation that Paul had when he would write letters to the church, and we know this because in other letters that he wrote to churches, he told them, make sure that you read this in the presence of the congregation or in the presence of the assembly. So the expectation for Paul when he wrote to a church was that this letter would be read before the body to instruct them, to encourage them. And here in Galatians 6.2, the instruction to the whole body is you need to be a burden-bearing, a burden-carrying community of believers. Each one of you need to carry one another's burdens. And this goes beyond just an encouraging word. Encouragement's important. It's necessary. We've looked at that already. But bearing one another's burdens requires close proximity. Actually intending to lighten the load for someone else. Timothy Keller writes it this way. You cannot help with a burden 
unless you come very close to the burdened person. Standing virtually in their shoes and putting your own strength under the burden so that the weight is distributed on both of you, lightening the load for the other. We have to be close to one another. We have to truly come alongside one another if we are going to be a burden-bearing people, a burden-carrying people. One of the reasons, just kind of side note, one of the reasons that we're walking through this one another series right now is it does come in close connection with when we are starting our small groups ministry again. Our community groups are intended to be a place where we would live out these one another commands. And today, what we're seeing is one of these commands is that we are close to one another and we bear one another's burdens. So we have to spend time with one another, getting to know one another, truly kind of learning what's happening in each other's lives. And as we do that, we must be willing to come alongside of one another when we are burdened, when the weight is too much to bear, and lighten the load. It's an instruction for all of us. In another place, Paul writes it this way. In 1 Thessalonians 5 and 14, he gives some exhortations for several things. And we exhort you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle, comfort the discouraged, help the weak. Be patient with everyone. We exhort you, speaking you, all of you, brothers and sisters, every single one of you in the church... And one of those instructions was help the weak. So we are to be a people that is in close contact with one another and that is truly helping each other when we are too burdened for life. And so for us, church, I actually, reading a commentary this week, there was a question uh, mentioned here, and I thought this is, this is how we apply this. This call to carry one another's burdens. And so David Platt and Tony Meridia say, Perhaps you're wondering, what should I do with my life? Here is a daily mission. Be alert to the burdens of others and devote yourself to making them lighter. Be alert to the burdens of others and devote yourselves to making them lighter. What an encouragement for us as we're considering the fact that God desires us to be a burden-bearing community. What an encouragement. Be aware of what's going on with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And then as we see burdens committing ourselves, saying, I will do what I can to lighten that burden for them. What if we lived that way, a church so closely knit together that we are aware and we are lightening the load for each other? Would you join us in that here at Dogwood? The second thing for us from Galatians 6.2 
is carrying one another's burdens is necessary. Carrying one another's burdens is necessary. So the first half of Galatians 6 again, Galatians 6, 2 is this, carry one another's burdens. We're all going to have burdens in our life. We cannot get through this life without facing seasons where we are burdened. It's not possible. Paul doesn't write here and say, you know, if by some odd chance someone in the congregation ends up burdened more than they, than they can bear, then step in and do something about it. He writes, knowing this will happen. We will face burdens. One another, each other, everyone in the congregation will face burdens in their life. And Paul is writing saying, hey, be aware of that. Everyone walks through these seasons. Everyone faces burdens in our life. Each one of us in all of creation is burdened because of the fall, because of sin. In Romans 8, Paul reminds us of this. Verse 22 and 23, For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together with labor pains until now. Not only that, but we ourselves, who have the Spirit as the first fruits, we also groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. We are groaning The world, all of creation is groaning. Why? Because of the burdens of this fallen world. We will be burdened in this life because of things that have happened because of the fall. And those burdens will look different for different ones of us at different times. It could be spiritual burdens. So it could be your own spiritual burden because of sin in your life. It could be a spiritual burden because spiritual attacks that are happening to you. It could be physical burdens as our bodies break down. It could be emotional and mental. It could be financial. The burdens of this fallen world can come in many ways and will come in many ways. But one thing's for certain, they will come. And since it's common, since that is the common experience of every human being, that we will face burdens, it's necessary for us the church, to be a body of people, a community of people who carry one another's burdens. Now, when we try to carry burdens on our own, I think it's important that we remember we're ignoring the tremendous gift that the Lord has given us in the church. And so I would encourage us all, one, Foster a transparency about the burdens you have in your life. And we're not good about that in our culture. We want people to know we're good enough, we're strong enough, we can handle it. 
But we need to be open and honest and real with one another. Being transparent and sharing the burdens that we're carrying. And as we foster that transparency here where it's okay to say, I can't do this anymore on my own. When we foster that kind of community here, then we have the opportunity to come alongside of each other just as the Lord has instructed us and carry the burdens for one another. And so let's let's foster that in our community, in our lives, in our small groups here in this church. Let's foster that kind of transparency and then a willingness to come alongside of each other to carry one another's burdens. And lastly, from Galatians 6.2, you see this, carrying one another's burdens is how we follow Jesus. Carrying one another's burdens is how we follow Jesus. And I mean this in two ways, and we'll look at both of them. It's how we follow Jesus' instruction, and it's how we follow Jesus' example. So it's how we follow his instruction and it's how we follow his example. So first, carrying one another's burdens is how we follow Jesus' instruction. Let's look at what the last half of 6.2 says. Galatians 6.2, carry one another's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. So if we are a burden-bearing people... If you are a person who is committed to lightening the load of your brothers and sisters in Christ, if we as a church are committed to lightening the load of one another as we are burdened, Paul says that by doing that you fulfill the law of Christ. So what does that mean specifically? The law of Christ, most scholars would say this is... Jesus' instruction, it would encompass all of his instruction, but most specifically his instruction on loving. And so we looked at this passage at the beginning of our One Another series, but in John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35, I give you a new command, love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The love one another is the kind of all-encompassing one another command. Every other one another command would fall under this one. If we live that way, we would be loving like Christ has loved us. And so, fulfilling the law of Christ would be loving just like Christ loved us. Fulfilling the, love, the law of Christ would also be loving our neighbors as ourselves. So in Mark 12, verse 30 and 31, a scribe had come to Jesus and said, What would you say is the most important of all the commands. And Jesus replies this, 
Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other command greater than these. So these commands to love, love as Christ has loved us, love our neighbors as we love ourselves. This is the law of Christ. And so Paul picks this up and says, remember what the Lord instructed us to be a people of love. And so if you, church, will be a burden-bearing community, will look at others and see their burdens and come alongside of them and lighten their load for them, that's how you fulfill the law of Christ. That's how you show the love that Jesus had. And that takes us to the second way that we follow Jesus. Carrying one another's burdens is how we follow his example. Christ never called us. Jesus never called us to do something that he didn't do perfectly. Look at this image from the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 53, familiar passage for us, probably many. Verse 4 through 6, Yet he himself bore our sicknesses, and he carried our pains. But we in turn regarded him stricken, struck down by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced because of our rebellion, crushed because of our iniquities. Punishment for our peace was on him and we are healed by his wounds. We all went astray like sheep. We all have turned to our own way. And the Lord has punished him for the iniquity of us all. The prophet Isaiah writing 700 years before Christ came. And pointing to the suffering that Jesus was going to endure for us. Jesus suffered in our place. He carried our burdens. All of us, because of sin, faced the burden of guilt and shame because of our sins. All of us faced the burden of having to bear the wrath of God because of those sins. And yet Christ came. Jesus came and took those burdens for us. And He didn't just give us a little boost. It wasn't like a little power pack that gave us a little bit more to help us be good enough. He truly took the burden Himself, removing it from us so that we wouldn't be crushed by the weight of it. So when we, the church, follow Jesus' instruction to love as Christ loved and to love our neighbors as ourselves, and when we follow Jesus' example, in that, we are following our precious Savior who bore our burdens. And not only are we following Him, but we can then point others to Jesus, the ultimate burden bearer. So church, let's keep following Him. 
Let's keep following his instruction. Let's keep following his example. Let's become a body of people that truly comes alongside of one another and carries each other's burdens. And as we do, let's point people to him. Remember a few weeks back, I shared with you how the redwood tree's roots were interconnected to one another. That the reason that these 300 foot tall trees can withstand the storms and withstand the winds is because their root systems interlock with one another and they support each other. They bear the burdens together and that's how they endure. And I told the church then that's an image for the church. That's an image of how we can live out these one another's, that we are close to one another and we are so interwoven together. Our lives are so connected because of Jesus. We can truly bear the burdens of this life. Today, God's word has called us to that. And church, remember, God has placed his spirit in us. To produce this, God has, God is working to make us a body of believers that will bear one another's burdens. So what if we lived out our faith like this? What if we lived our lives in community with one another like Sam lived with Frodo? With him every step of the way. And when life became too much of a burden that he couldn't take another step, what if we were the same way with our brothers and sisters in Christ? And we said, I, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. For God's glory, let's pursue that. For God's glory and for the good of each other, let's pursue becoming a burden-bearing community. Let's pray. God, you are good and faithful. And God, we praise you and thank you that you sent your Son to bear our burdens. God, we thank you for the truth of your word. And we do ask that your Holy Spirit would work in us. And make us a body of believers that truly does bear each other's burdens. And let it be a way that we can point people to Jesus. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.